what is up everybody thank you so much for all of the support that you guys have been giving me throughout the last couple of weeks since i've been getting back more consistent um, we've dropped four episodes so far since coming back so that's a month of weekly episodes that is almost three full hours of content this is crazy um i'm super grateful for everybody taking some time out to listen um i got some guests coming on we're gonna have a season of just having guests here just hearing the testimonies of the other people that are being creative in their endeavors and showing you guys that you can be creative um finding ways to walk in your purpose and still push the movement and do the will of god so i'm so excited um you guys are gonna love this episode today we got none other than the raymond irvin on the podcast so you guys are going to love it <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back again to the House of Corn Podcast. We can see like we are with the corn, where every day is a great day to create. And today we have a very special guest. A lot of y'all guessed it last week when we said who the guest would be. Um, it's James. No, I'm just playing. It's not James Wilson. Um, we got Raymond Irvin in the house uh, on the podcast in your ears. Um, Man, I don't even know where to start. Um, <laughs> First of all, man, thank you for letting me, you know, come on here, man. Thanks for getting me on. I'm excited to be here on the Eyes of Corn podcast, man. Cornelius is doing incredible things with the video, with the audio. Now you're in the podcast world. So, I mean, hey, what, what can this man do? Got a multi-brain yourself. I'm going to be the man that did. What, what can this man not do? No, I'm just, I'm just joking, <laughs> man. do it all, y'all. But I feel like I have known Raymond my entire life for sure. Well, relatively. Um, like I said last week with Josh, I can't remember not knowing this person. So as long as I've known people, I've known Raymond that I can remember. Um, and as of recently, I guess we, I worked at the same place with him when I was like 16. So we were in passing. I knew of him. I knew he was an artist. He was making music. We was listening to it everywhere we went. I remember going to Peak. It was like WPF Peak, like 2014. Yeah. And everybody got CDs in the hallway, the nine hour drive there, the nine hour drive back. We listened to Down to Earth. So <laughs> that's how that's how you know, like, it was like, that's before I even was like officially going to New Life. So yeah. I've been, I've been rocking with Ray for a long time. And I mean, it's just, if you know Raymond, it's a lot of stuff he he can do. That is, I started playing one time. I posted this uh this Instagram story with David Jennings saying, "What can this man not do?" And now that's like my phrase for everybody. Because when you start looking around, it's like, bro, some <laughs> some some ty- a type of breed of people they can do everything. It's like, yeah. what can this man not do? Man. So Raymond is in that category for sure. Man. Brother Ray Irvin, um. Tell, tell the people what what do you do what if if you had like two minutes to introduce yourself to the world sell yourself everything you're doing right now yeah who are who is ray irvin well my name is ray irvin uh you know i i right now i'm i'm really into the uh artist management space um god has given me vision which we'll talk about you know throughout the podcast but just to kind of summarize in two minutes you know god has given me vision for what music 
uh, where apostolic music is headed. And I've been just assisting other artists and, you know, just making moves within the movement to push it forward. And so that it could be a net that can catch people and also help artists uh, stay grounded in doctrine and truth as they pursue this, this God dream. So that's, that, I guess that is a good way to summarize like what I'm doing right now. So, right. yes, sir. So Raymond, the artist manager. So, so when we introduce <laughs> this podcast and we artist management with Ray Irving, one-on-one, <laughs> welcome to the, welcome to the masterclass. Um, <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> so, um, I, I've been working with Ray on a lot of projects. That's kind of how, I guess you would say our relationship where it is right now, yeah. kind of like connected because there's so much stuff that i mean I, I try to do a lot of stuff you know you, you look around you see a lot of people doing a lot of stuff it's like okay I, I i can i can take on one more thing you know yeah. you start learning so every time i was taking on one more thing every time i get there raymond was there too so i was like okay we're just gonna do everything together so yeah a couple of years ago we started doing social media management at the church um yeah. i picked up my camera and i started learning and that's kind of that put me in a lot of positions just with my camera just learning stuff and i'm one of those people that when i see some and i i learn from it i start as soon as I bought my camera, I started looking at all the YouTube videos, all all the people I can find that, that was good at what they was doing. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna be just like that. Yeah. Um, and even from there, like, I mean, I'm I'm not the greatest, but you learn a lot when you when you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm here. I, I've arrived at where I thought I would needed to be when I was starting. Yeah. And then now that I'm arrived there, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm nowhere. It's so <laughs> it's so much, it's so much more I gotta do. Yeah. Um, and even just having that conversation with music, um, I've been playing music pretty much my whole life, learning all this that side of it. I remember probably I was like 17, I got like the um I don't even know what it was called. It was something that go into Garage Band so you can record and track stuff <laughs> through your iPhone or iPad. I okay. was at home making shout beats all the time i was always i was always making a shout thing posting on uh instagram so yeah that was kind of like i was like okay i know how to, i know how to record stuff Man. and then i came in raymond studio and i was like what's this I was like studio one nah, dog. that's hilarious that's hilarious no i mean we live in that time right now where you know you don't necessarily have to go to school to learn different skills and traits and talents and whatever you want to call it but you know you can go on youtube and learn how to do things i know like you're the type of person, bro, you know how to play like three, four instruments. And I'm pretty sure you probably learned how to do that on YouTube, Photoshop, all of that, man. He's like, you can learn it, you know, on your own, at your own pace through YouTube. And so that's where we at right now. I think that's why so many people have so many different skills and things that they do is because like whatever you have a passion for is a way to get there. And the crazy thing about it is a lot of times it's free, yep. of, you know, just, just learning. The only price that you have to pay is time, you know, with your time. And, you know, you spend the time on it, you'll figure it out. Yeah, so, and yeah. that time pay off for sure. <laughs> for um, sure. But yeah. let's 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 take a walk down. Uh, let's take a walk down memory lane. We'll start there. Yeah. Um, for you, I don't. I guess I already said it's so much that you do. But as the artist that yeah. Star was, um, oh man, he how, the artist name from back in the day. How how did you start that journey? Um, as like I want to be. A artist for God. I want to. I want to be in this space. I want to meet these people. I want to yeah. go to this place because, like I said, when you when you have this vision of yourself doing something, you want to go like to the highest level. Yeah. Um, we talked about it in the second podcast. We talked about dreaming big. Yeah. And every time you dream for something, like you got to put practical steps to get there because you can't just dream and not put action behind it. So, yeah. how did you get where you are today? Because that started with you trying to be an artist, and it just turns out that I yeah. mean, it didn't turn out how you 
envisioned it, but yeah. God's vision is always greater it's than yours. Always, it's always bigger, man. So I grew up, I mean, I start from the very beginning. I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, the deep south. Uh, growing up, uh, we, we came to New Life in, uh, I think, 2000, 2001. So I was born in 93. And um, so I'm probably like six, seven, six, like six to eight. Is, is around the time we start trying to, you know, get acclimated to mm -hmm. church culture and all of that. Um, but, you know, before that, my memories kicked in. And, and, you know, when I go back far deep in my memory, I can remember growing up and my mom was like going to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, like trying to live for God, trying to, you know, get in and, and figure out what life is about. And my dad was like an alcoholic. He drunk all the time. Like, I don't remember my dad actually like being drunk. I just remember he always had a bottle or a can in his hand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he wasn't like abusive or like nothing like that. But like, he was definitely like a functional drunk yeah. in a way. And so I just remember like the car rides, um, like as far as music goes, I just remember the car rides with my mom. We'll be listening to like Carlton Pearson, Fred mm -hmm. Hammond, Kurt Franklin, Nicole C. Mullen. Like we grew up listening to that. But when I was in the car with my dad, he was listening, like, you know, he was listening to like Al Green, the Osley two, Brothers, <laughs> the Osley Brothers yeah. Tupac, like all of these different, you know, whatever was popular in the 90s, Michael Jackson, all of that stuff. So the car rides were very different. Um, I remember back at that time, my grandmama, uh, my grandma lived all the way in New York City. Mm -hmm. And so when we wanted to go see our grandma, we wouldn't buy, like it wasn't, I don't know, I guess it just wasn't popular take flights at that time yeah. so we drove from alabama all the way to new york was it 17 hours yeah, man it was a, it was a long trip <laughs> I don't know. it was a long <laughs> trip and so like and i used to go with my dad and i go with my uncle and my uncle was like this old school like old school like player type of dude he had like this this old school lincoln mm -hmm. and you know he had like an eight track and all of that and so like i don't ever remember him skipping a track rewinding fast forward none of that he'll be sit there and we'll be in the car he'll be listening to al green for like hours bro yeah. so like a lot of my upbringing was surrounded around music whether it had been bad music or good music but it was just like it was always a part of my life when my mom cleaned the house she listened to nicole c muller i know her whole cds from beginning to end yeah. kurt franklin stomp all of that so it's always been in my life um when when it started to actually be a thing that i started to be creative in uh happened when uh jermaine had got a macbook computer and it was an app on there or uh uh what they call it now i don't know what they what i mean they call it an app now but back then it used to be called a program or whatever mm -hmm. but it was called GarageBand, and i remember getting on there and i, I figured out how to upload a beat on there like you yeah. can find a beat download it off youtube or whatever and put it on there and i just remember being on there and i just be recording music and at the time, man, like I didn't, I didn't know how to make beats or anything like that. And so I would literally like karaoke style, grab somebody else's song, put it in GarageBand and I would remix that song. Yeah. Um, and so I was just making a whole bunch of remixes, just playing around with it. And it was just a hobby at the time, but you know, it, it, it became something that I, I love to do, but it wasn't something that I thought that I would make a career out of. It was a passion for me that I would chase anything like that. So, you know, all that was happening growing up in the church, you know, and then of course my dad got saved, got the Holy Ghost, got baptized, whole mm -hmm. life changed. And then uh, he got in church. So then after that, my whole musical culture was pretty much Christian music, gospel music. Then I got, I got deeper in that. And uh, I remember learning about this this one dude named the Ambassador. He was like this rapper. He was so cool. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> he was like cool and he did all these raps. And then after that, Lecrae, all these people. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, I never really thought it was something I would do, like like for real, for real, until like 2012. Um, we went to Peak that year. It was a good year. It was a great year. Great sermons. And I remember on the way home from Peak, um, like my dad was like calling us like crazy, like blowing mm-hmm. our phone up, you know. And like, you know, before before this, my mom had like found out she had like a lung disease or whatever, and she was kind of going to the doctor all the time. You know, she had to get like on oxygen things like that. Um, but you know, my dad's blowing up our phone all the time, like this whole time we were, you know, on our way back from Pete conference and he's like, you know, we finally pick up. He's like, Hey, when y'all get back into town, you know, come straight to the hospital. And so, you know, we trying to figure out what's going on right then while we on the way back to know like how serious of a situation we got. He's just like, he wouldn't tell us. He's just like, come to the hospital as soon as y'all get home. So, you know, we driving back from Pete, we finally get back to Burn. we go straight to the hospital. And I remember seeing my mom, like, she had like all these tubes up mm-hmm. like in her nose and her mouth, uh, IVs everywhere. Like she obviously is not like conscious. Yeah. Like it, like her disease at this point got super bad. And it was a, it was a chirological moment, bro. Like, like that moment changed everything. And so from then on, like, you know, I was at the hospital all the time with my mom. You know, and my mom was like a prayer warrior. She was like the spiritual like backbone for my family. I, I remember she'd go to sleep praying. I wake up, she'll, she'll be praying sleep like, praying. you know what I'm saying? Go to bed like 2 a.m. praying. Then I wake up at 8, 9. She's, you know, she up praying already. So that's just how her life was, reading the Bible, praying. She was just that spiritual back and forth. And so at that point, you know, my mom was, you know, really sick at this point. And that was a point to where, like, all three of us, me, you know, me, Antoine, Jermaine, my brothers, like, we really had to get God for ourselves in that moment because it was very individual, yeah. uh, independent because we wasn't leaning on mom prayers no more. I mean, she was still praying, but like we had to go and navigate going to church by ourselves. We had to navigate doing all that stuff for ourselves. And so that was when the first change started to happen. Um, so then a few months later goes on and, I, um, and, I'm, and I'm driving in my car. I haven't got sleep all night um, and I'm going to work. It's like eight o'clock in the morning. I stayed up all night because back like back at that time you had to wait in line to get jordans and stuff and i was crazy about the sneakers i had to get my jordans but it was the olympic sevens they had came out and i had waited all night for those shoes to come uh come out and the store finally opened like seven eight o'clock and i got my shoes and i was on my way i ain't getting no sleep that night and i'm driving on the freeway and i remember like just kind of like dozing bro like i was just like dozing all and i'm like bro i cannot fall asleep you know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to do everything, roll the window down, keep myself awake. And I just, I just couldn't stay awake. And so next thing I know, bro, I'm like full blown asleep and I'm driving on the freeway going like 75, 80 miles per hour, bro. Yeah. And I remember I just woke up. Like, I don't know if something woke me up. What I don't know what it was. I just woke up and I'm looking at the speed limit sign, bro. And I'm about to hit the speed limit sign. And like, I try to overcorrect and I swerve. And when I swear, my car just starts spinning out of control, out of control, out of control. And I'm like, oh my word, bro. Like, I'm about to die right now. Like, this yeah. car gonna flip. I'm gonna die. Like, this it, bro. And I remember trying everything I could do. I remember hitting the brakes. I remember turning the wheel the opposite way. Everything that I could possibly do to, to make the car stop, it would not stop, bro. It just wouldn't stop. And I remember, like, God clear as day speaking to me at that moment. It's like, you don't have control over your life. I do. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have the power to stop this car. I do. You just mm-hmm. got to let go and like, let me take control. And it was, it's crazy because it's like, 
it was it was a physical thing of him actually taking control, but it was deeply spiritual. Yeah. It was like, hey, Ray, like you've been running your life your way. Let me take control. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I let go, bro, and I just gave it to God. And I'm not kid you not. People can believe it, whatever they want to believe. But my car stopped spinning and it went in reverse and it started going in reverse down the freeway, bro. And I'm like, literally cars are driving next to me. I'm going in reverse. And then it finally landed in like this ditch area. Yeah. Um, which if you drive by that same spot on the freeway, you will never see like the spot it was at. But mm-hmm. it's like this weird, like, you know, circle sewer area, like yeah. this ditch. It was a, it's a random spot, but God set me there, bro. Mm-hmm. And bro, I remember being so shook up from that 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 accident like i literally got out of the car and i just started running down the freeway and people was just like driving like you straight like you okay what's up i'm like i don't even know bro like but it was just my adrenaline so how it was just such a crazy moment i never forget it and it was in that moment when god really just started to communicate with me that's when i really started to hear the voice of god in my life and i remember i went home and, and you know like a couple of days later i'm i'm in the house by myself and i'm just I'm just like, God, I want to know who you are. I want I want to really get to know who you are. I want a better relationship with you. I want to get, I want what my mama got. Like, if mm-hmm. she pray to you this often, I want to know why she pray to you this often. Like, I want to build that relationship with you. And so <laughs> that's when, like, God just hit me with, like, eight, nine songs, bro. Hit me with, like, he was just hitting me with songs, I, song ideas and songs and visions and that's when I started to, you know, just write. And like, I remember that day I, I probably recorded probably six, seven songs just that day. And yeah. that would be what would, you know, soon to be uh, my first project, my first album. It wasn't an album, it was like a mixtape, but it was mm-hmm. called Down to Earth. And right. so in 2013, uh, the next year, I had officially like released that album during Pete conference. And like, bro, I was passing out CDs. Yeah. Um, my card was in the CDs mm-hmm. and I was just like passing out, hoping I can give people life, give them hope. I know it's young people that was probably going through the same stuff, you know, same stuff that I was going through. And it was music that could kind of help push us, you know, spiritually. And so that's really just like how it all kicked off. And, you know, that's really what music like started for me as an artist at that moment. So, um, going later on down the road i um i just i just kept making music you know and i kept kept working in you know in the music field and pretty soon i started getting picked up to do like concerts all over the southern region i Mm -hmm. started doing shows in like tennessee and georgia mississippi like i was just traveling around just doing shows whenever someone called me to do it um and i remember this this one specific time we was at this concert it was a lecrae concert here actually in birmingham mm-hmm. um and uh, we went to the concert and after the concert we me and my friends me and my cousins was talking to um we was talking to lecrae like we had yeah. got to meet him and stuff and like i don't know if we gave him a cd i don't know if we rapped to him we did something however we uh-huh. got his attention and he was like yo man you should go talk to my tour manager and so i ended up we ended up going talking to his tour manager which is his name is alex faith yeah um, and so we met him that day and then like we just kicked it off, gave him a CD, and then that was that at that time. Um, a couple years later, I um I was on Instagram or Facebook and I seen that Alex Faith was was trying to be an artist himself at that time. Mm-hmm. They had just started a new label, Reach Records started a new label called Collision Records. Mm-hmm. And so they had just came off of like a Billboard number one album, Billboard number one single. It was Kristen Gray, Alex Faith, like all these guys had released this project and he was having like this album release. Um, like studio session where he invited different fans in to um, listen to his new album. And so I went to that event 
and we reconnected you yeah. know we reconnected then uh from there bro like i met his producer i met all of these you know people who work in the industry and you know from there i started to work with them i started to make music in their studio and after that i would drop a project uh i think it was like united we fall yeah. one of those projects yeah yeah i recorded in atlanta and so that was like the beginning of an actual like for real for real it could have turned into like a mm -hmm. music career um in that season bro i remember those guys teaching me so much about like the music industry like how all that stuff works you know what i'm saying like how to promote an album how to promote a single how to get a song on the radio um i didn't know like i always thought that like you record a song you record a cd and you put it out like the next week uh -huh. nah like the way that the the industry does it the way they do it they'll they'll plan this stuff like eight nine months out mm -hmm. like and they 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 did this thing called a rollout where yeah. they would actually roll out the whole project so they'll do like okay we're gonna drop three singles we're gonna drop a single every other month and I realized like, man, like this stuff is a whole lot more intentional. Mm -hmm. And so it really taught me how to take care of the gift that God had given me to say, you know what? I need to start taking it more serious. Yeah. Like God has given me the spiritual words to say, but in a practical sense, what things can I do today to help push it forward so that I'm able to reach more people? Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's why we're making music is to help people, reach people, whatever. And so that's when I really got my first taste at like the business side of it. And so from there, man, like I was picking up on that stuff super quick and I yeah. got really good at it. And I remember Alex telling me, he was like, bro, like you, you're young right now. And like, you get this stuff. He's like, if I was you, man, I would, I would take a step back from just recording music and really focus on that. Cause you got plenty of time to release your own stuff, but you could really learn that and you could be very valuable in the industry just knowing that you know doing this stuff for other people because you're really good at that yeah and so when he first told me that i kind of felt like at first i kind of felt like it might have been a diss like you're like, you not good like, at music like, you're not like, good at rapping but you're not good at rapping but the business side you should pick that up <laughs> but you know it, it was one of those things man like i you know i i really took that you know in and i and you know and i walked away from the music industry after that like just because I felt like God was kind of pushing me out of it, but I had gathered what I needed to know. I had gathered what I wanted to know, what I needed to know to bring back to the apostolic movement. Mm -hmm. And so after that, it's like, okay, what do I do next? Like, what's the next thing that I do? And so I just, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to wait on God. I'm not going to force anything. I'm going to wait on God to tell me what to do next. Cause like, I'm not working in the industry. I want to be a part. I want to. I want to do all my music through the apostolic movement, right. not outside of it, um, as an apostolic. If that makes sense, like mm -hmm. I want to be a part of the movement. So after that, bro, I remember um, just just still working on my craft. You know, at the time, my wife, you know, she was working at the at a hospital, so she worked twelve hour shifts. Mm -hmm. So um she would go to work at like five or six and we get off to like five or six o'clock in the morning and mm. I got off work at 5 p.m at that time so I remember I had so many hours like after that to just work on stuff so you know I I was building my spiritual life at the time I was teaching a lot of bible studies all of that stuff and I was just writing songs like no purpose like like I wasn't gonna put them out or anything like that I was just working on my craft yeah. and I was that really was my way I built my relationship with God mm -hmm. And so that whole season of my life, bro, it was like very like 
in the dark, like private, like nobody knew. It's like my my forty days in the wilderness, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak. It was that time when I was just really like working on that. And in that season, I was reminded about um, a prophecy that I had got from a friend when we was in a prayer meeting. Um, we was in a prayer meeting on a Tuesday night, and he had told me. He said, "He said, Ray, when's that next big concert?" And I'm like, "Bro, like, I don't have no concerts booked right now." That was like when I first started. Yeah. And he was like, man, like God just gave me a vision of you. He was on stage with two other people and it was millions or thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people in the crowd and they all receiving the Holy Ghost. Like they all were getting saved. I was like, bro, that's crazy. And I knew it was from God. Like I felt that conf- that confirmation at yeah. the time. Cause like, I really didn't know what the music stuff meant. I, it was so new to me, but it was confirmation. And so I was reminded in that season about that. So I, that's the reason why I never gave up on music. I always continue, even though my friends quit, even though my cousins quit, even though people around me quit making music, I never quit. I yeah. always stayed in the game because I had purpose, I had vision, you know, what it could be. So after that, you know, few, few, um, couple years later from that, God had finally spoke to me, finally gave me the word of what I should do next. He's like, I want you to build um, like a worship team and I want you guys to like start you know, writing and recording songs, just use some other people from your church. I'm gonna tell you who to invite. So I just started inviting like these random people, yeah. people I didn't even know could sing for real. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, God. And you know, I talked to my pastor about it and I started the little ministry. We started writing songs. And from there, bro, I had found this one, this one girl, this one artist that was making like, like, like she, she didn't make music. She didn't even know she could sing, but it was just like this God thing, bro. And like, she like I remember the first time she like wrote something and she sung it. It was just like you could feel it. Like man, yeah. like this is what you like made to do. Like mm-hmm. th- it was like that. And so like from there, I recorded a song with that artist. I put it out and it blew up on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Like it just like I had no promotion. I didn't try to do it. It just like exploded hundreds, some thousand streams. And then from there, that was like my walk back into music. And so I started releasing music again from there. And then I started to songwrite. And then from there, God had put me back in the industry. But yeah. at this point, it was on our terms. I wasn't like leaning on them for anything. It was like us. Yeah. And then from there, it's like Nashville working. And then that kind of transitioned me as well into a, a management role. And then mm. next thing you know, I'm managing uh, James Wilson, Ed Williams, other people. Um, and that's kind of like the whole story of how it all exploded. And that's that's really how I got to where I am today, man. And honestly, it's a blessing, bro. It's yeah. a huge blessing. So I know that was a long story. That was a long no, route. No. But uh that's just the that's the journey, bro. That's mm-hmm. the journey to get to get here. So Yeah. And I guess what what we will do is we'll talk about like I guess certain parts of that journey and yeah. Um kind of just break like some of those things down just a little bit. Um yeah. I know when you when you're going out and I guess when you're like fresh into it, like when you're going out, I know like it's like people who like I know and like if I seen them, I'd be like super lit. That if somebody else didn't know them, like they they just be like, yeah, this is some random person. (laughs) Yeah, and somebody like Alex Faith, like Lecrae, some of those artists. Yeah, like to a lot of people, like it's just another person. Yeah, but to (laughs) you, like they had reached a certain point in the industry. Yeah, where you knew like what is. It's kind of complicated when you're having this conversation because when you talk, when you're looking at people, when you meet people, it's like yeah. everybody's just a person. Mm-hmm. He's like, they just, they either know just a little bit more than me or they've just been doing this longer than me. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, still, it's just a person. So yeah, learning for me during that process, something that I've learned, I mean, I've been doing photos for a long time, but doing any chem work for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
But something that I learned is I'm going to be my own individual artist. And when I meet people that's really good at this, really good at that, what can I glean from them while I'm there and still be me? Like at the same yeah. time, because yeah. I can't, I can't sacrifice the, for me, I know with, with photography, videography, like that, that is, that is evident that it's a part of my ministry at this point. Yeah. Like, I mean, I picked up a camera cause I wanted to be a vlogger on YouTube, but yeah. God was like, nah, <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it's just yeah. like all kinds of crazy stuff happened. Yeah. Like I didn't even plan on taking pictures, but it's like, here I am. And that's like what I, that's what I pride myself in at this point, like actually doing photos. Yeah. So it's like, that's something that I really, I really like doing. Yeah. But when you mean these people, you glean it from them, you learn a little bit to make you a lot bit better. Yeah. Because they get, they've been doing this for a while. And it's funny because now like people ask me questions. It's like, yeah. did you ask me a question for? Like <laughs> I ain't been doing this in a long time. Yeah. But um, something that we really preach at our church is when we're talking about body, soul, and spirit in the highest levels of those uh I don't know if you want to call it beans, but that that part of who you are yeah. is self-replication. So in your body, you reproduce, have kids, and your soul, you express your ideas, your thoughts towards others, and they use them. Yeah. And then at the ultimate level of that is self-replication, and you seeing yourself yeah. in somebody else. So it's funny because like I'll be talking to my friends sometimes, and everybody, you sound like Stephen Collins, or you sound like Barry <laughs> Sun. It's like, well, that's my pastor. That's they they've been putting so much into me. Like yes. that's literally like me becoming like what they're giving me. Right. And for you, we'll go back to like that season of you doing songwriting and all those things. Yeah. Like for you, it was it was part of your ministry, but it was also you like giving some of yourself to pe- a group of people that yeah. that might not know that they can do that yet. But you had already done done it at, on a level before. So he's like, I've already been there. Yeah. So I, you can do this, too. And I know that you can do it. And I know this much about it. Yeah. So let me help you get to where you yeah. need to go. Yeah. And then you see people that out of nowhere they they blow up and it's yeah. like this person's a big deal. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and it's funny because you sit at the table with people and it's like, yeah, he's like, what? He's just another person. <laughs> yeah, but to some people, like it means everything. Yeah, and just being like a a Christian in your everyday walk, like being who you got to be every every time you go out, like you you everybody's gonna reproduce something. And they are they're doing all these things. They're they're going to the next level, but at the same time, it's like everybody has their own personal journey too. Yeah. So yeah. how am I gonna walk my walk? How am I gonna talk my talk when yeah. everything when the lights go out? Yeah. And yeah. that's 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 always been like <laughs> Yeah. That's been the craziest part for me. I don't know if you got something to say. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I totally I totally can relate to that. Um, it's crazy that that you, you talk about that because I'm just I'm just being reminded like I, I'm a like God has put this this thing inside of me. I don't want to call it luck. I want to call it favor. Mm-hmm. Um, to where every single person that I like I looked up to, I God has given me the opportunity to meet those people. Like at one point, it was a certain artist that I really looked. He was like my favorite artist. It was an artist I looked up to. I thought he was great, like amazing. Yeah. And I was able to meet him, and I was able to have lunch with him. And I'm I'm having lunch with him, and we're talking. And as he as he begins to like just talk and all of this stuff, I realized like, man, he's just riding off his talent. He doesn't even really. He wasn't as deep as I thought he was. Yeah. Like he isn't what I thought he was. 
And bro, it kept happening to me. I kept meeting like artists and like big artists. And I, I don't know how I got in these rooms, yeah. but I was there and I had their attention. I asked the questions and bro, they couldn't answer them. And then that's when I realized like, man, like what I have right now is is very important. Like, like what God is doing through us in our church, like learning about body, soul, and spirit. Like this is something that the world needs. And so I realized like, it's more about, Everybody thinks it, it it's it's these uh it's the 10 hours on the guitar, it's the it's the 10 hours writing, it's the 10 hours singing that makes you know all the artists in our movement great, great, but that's not mm -hmm. what it is, bro. It it's simple. It's simple. It's it's the same thing that works for preachers, it's the same thing that work, it's the same thing that works for the best worship leaders and musicians, is you know, two simple things. Pray and read your Bible. Like it's simple, bro. It, it sounds like it's that's that's too simple. That's it's like, like people be like, man, that's cliche. Everybody say bro, pray and read your Bible. I bro. know that. Tell me, tell me the good stuff, bro. I'm telling you, bro. The more the this is the thing that people miss is like God. God is the word, bro. But also you talking and you praying. You're not just praying to some mysterious being. Like you're actually spending time with God. And you're building a relationship with him. And as you build a relationship with him, he starts to show you things. He starts to speak to you. And you mm -hmm. start to get a bigger picture of things, right? Yep. And so you start to see like, oh, wow, I could do this. Or, oh, wow, I should do that. Or, oh, wow, I should collaborate with this person. Mm -hmm. That stuff comes through revelation, bro. And you get revelation by, by doing these things. Yeah. This is how you open up that portal to get to that. And so... Once I realized that, then it started to be clear to me. I could get it. Like, okay, if I pray, if I read, if I stay, if I build up my spirit, God will start working in other areas. However, I do believe that there there are some practical things that you should yeah, yeah. you should do, right? If 100%. you're a guitar player, put put those hours in. Like, I'm not saying don't, but if you think that you're gonna get to the highest level by just putting hours in on that, you're missing it. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen, bro, I've seen these artists rise and fall, bro. Because you can let, like I heard a wise man say, don't let talent get you in a room. Integrity can't keep you in. Mm -hmm. I want to switch that around and say, don't let talent get you in a room that your spiritual man can't keep you in. Yeah, Like where you are spiritually, can it keep you there? Because mm -hmm. it's always, you know, it's always a fall. It's always something that we always want to go through. And you just want to make sure God is with you in the valley. And so that's what I, I learned in life. Just doing this stuff is Staying connected with God, keeping that relationship with God, walking with Him throughout this whole process. So it's the principle. It 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 matters. Like yeah, you can't. It, it that's one of those things where like if you got a drum, you are gonna beat some all day to anybody that's in the apostolic movie. Anybody that want to be connected to God, like yeah, you stand up there, you beat that drum all day, and you say, "Pray, read your Bible. Pray, read your Bible. Yeah. Pray, read your Bible." And then people people walk by you and they see you and they're like, oh, that's pray read your Bible guy. <laughs> and then it's like, it's like, you know, he talking about the day. Like, pray read your Bible. That's what he always saying. <laughs> yeah. And then like you get in the situation, and he was like, man, how do I get like pray read your Bible guy? I need to pray and read my Bible. That's that's how that's what I need right now. Yeah, because every time somebody gets in a valley and you can't you can't see your way out, yeah, you start thinking about all those principles that you should have followed yeah. a long time ago. And it's like, man. I mean, I might. I, I know I'm gonna go through the valley. I know I'm gonna go through all this. I, yeah. I remember. Uh, I don't know. I was. I'm trying to remember how old my brother was when he had his car accident. But that's when. That's when I was like praying to God. I was like, God, God, look. 
I was like, please don't let me have to have a car accident where I end up in the hospital and all this stuff just for me to like build my relationship with you. Mm. Like I want, I want to be like, I want you to do what you got to do in my life, but I want to know you before like some tragic happens to me. You shouldn't take a tragedy. And, like I, I don't, I, I heard a bunch of, everybody got a story about a car accident around here. <laughs> Almost. Yo, that's <laughs> the way like, a guy communicates to new lifers. If you ain't what you're supposed to do. That's what I'm saying. Car accident. Man, I'm not sure. I want to have a car accident. So. <laughs> I just yeah. pray, pray read your Bible, bro. Yeah. Pray read your, like build a relationship. Do do the simple things. Absolutely. Um, everybody say don't despise the day of the small thing. So, I mean, I know it's a lot of people that's listed as as creators and they're doing all these things. Yeah. Don't despise the day of grinding, learning how to edit the small stuff, like learning how to clip, learning how to do this, learning how to get your mic volumes right, Absolutely. learning how to get the picture looking right, learning how to edit all those things, like. Yeah. Don't don't forget those days trying to get a masterpiece. Like, yeah. learn how to do it first. Like, right. let's let's. You want to walk with God? Learn how to learn how to listen and hear His voice first. Yeah. Like, is when you talk about David in the pasture and he's saying the sheep. Well, God said His sheep know His voice. Yeah. Well, you know how the sheep know His voice because they with Him. <laughs> and when He say when He say yeah. don't don't go over there, it's a wolf over there. They they keep they stay close. Absolutely. And it shouldn't take one sheep walking over there and everybody seeing them get ravaged by a wolf. Yeah. For you to stay close and know that you're not that's supposed good. to go over there. And that's that's the same thing that parents do with their kids. They they talking to them. They're like, the older you get, the more the more you realize how smart your parents was and how Absolutely. dumb you were. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I'm not old, but you know I'm at the point where it's like, man, my parents is they was, they was really looking out for you, boy. Absolutely. And it's absolutely. I mean, I, I think I think we turned out pretty good kids. So I'm really yeah, thankful for what my parents did. Man, but y'all solid, bro. Man, we trying oh, to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's we're gonna pivot just just a little bit. Um, so uh I guess it, we talked about so much about your testimony. You answered a lot of questions within <laughs> it, and I don't even know if it's worth going back to break down some of the things, but um yeah. this is what we this is what I'll, I'll ask, I guess. So right now you're doing your Ray Irving morning show on Friday mornings, like that process and what you think it means not what you think it means like what it what it does mean right now yeah. uh to the the movement as a whole and i let I, i'll let you define the movement for people because I, I hear that conversation a lot i got an idea of what it is but I, I don't, i'm not a part i'm not like yeah. the movement so i, I want to know from the people that's that's moving the movement what, <laughs> what it is the movement the movement is is pretty much the church is is the people who who are bought into the apostolic uh, the apostles' doctrine, uh, apostolic people, um, and the people who are active movers, shakers, people who are putting one foot in front of the other and going forward and declaring, right? Yeah. And uh, so these are the people that's declaring this generation, bro. It's, it's people that's standing up and walking it. So I think that that would be the way I would define the movement, the people that's that's active. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. And then yeah. now that we know what the movement is, I want, yeah. everybody make sure you got your notebooks out so you know. <laughs> if you need, if you if you want to be a part of what the church is doing, get connected to the movement yeah. on whatever level that you can get connected to it because it's, it's going to mean something. Everybody um, got something. Whatever, whatever your talent, whatever your thing is, whatever your abilities are, you might be a blogger. You might like to write, you yeah. know, and and talk, and you might inspire young girls that way. Yeah. Um. To to with modest, whatever you know, yeah. it, it, it's so many different ways that you could be a part. But if everybody get their hand on the plow, man, we'll make yeah. we'll make some moves. We'll, we'll some, shake some, some things. Gonna, some gonna break. Absolutely. So, uh, back to the Ray Every Morning Show. Yeah. With that process, how how are you using? Because 
every every you kind of look at it, everything is a platform in a certain sense. Yeah. But the Holy Ghost Radio platform, Brother Hoffer, all the crazy things he's doing, all the crazy things he got planned. Cause yeah, know, bro, bro Holy Ghost Radio is going somewhere. Y'all better be ready. If you don't, if you're yeah. not there, you need to get connected. That's the original right there. That's that's the that's the real <laughs> thing. So yeah. Um. So honestly, it was a thing that you know when he first hit me up about doing something uh we was just trying to figure out something that could really help uh bring exposure light uh understanding to what was happening uh in the apostolic movement bro like it was so many uh, amazing artists songwriters musicians that were killing it man like just just really doing some amazing things that a lot of people didn't know about yeah you know and so what I, my idea my goal was to be able to bring ex exposure to that be able to show you you know this new single that britney scott put out this new single that mark crowder put out what james wilson is doing in touring singles albums music everything uh it was just an outlet for us uh for people to you know who enjoy you know music to understand like man like Kirk Franklin's not the only great artist out here right. right now. We got some artists right here who is doing, you know, some cool stuff. So that was really like the inspiration for it. Mm -hmm. And from there, man, it just set off like a wildfire and it just it it became what it is today. So I'm I'm very thankful to Brother Jeff Hoffer for giving me the opportunity yeah. to do it, honestly. Yeah. It, was, it was big. And it's it's crazy listening into it. Um, in a couple cases, I've been able to be a part of like some of the behind the scenes stuff yeah, working yeah. with you. Like I said, we end up in a lot of places at the same time, Absolutely. but just, uh, being behind the scenes, hearing some of these testimonies and through you, I really, at the end of the day, that's how I've met a lot of these people yeah. that are making, making moves. It's funny cause everybody, they always talk about, I, I think it's called the six degrees of separation. And how you everybody can know everybody. Like at the end of the day, you are, you connected to everybody through this crazy web yeah. of a world that we live in. And through certain connections and certain people, you start shortening that degree of separation with people. And now some of the movers and shakers in the apostolic movement, a lot of these people like I don't even have to go through somebody for a lot of these people. And yeah. so and then some people like I just know one person that know them. Yeah. And it's like it's like, man, it's crazy. Yeah. And Bro, it's just that's wild. And yeah. is that how you got connected with some of the I guess some of the artists that you're working with? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, it has been that way universally, yeah. bro. Not just in our movement, bro, mm -hmm. but like one of the first people that I connected with when I went to Nashville, who to this day, man, like we still talk all the time, probably like once a week, is a guy named Joey Elwood. Mm -hmm. And he is Toby Mac's cousin. Yeah. He's the owner of Goatee Records. Like, it's crazy. Like, the the that's what I'm saying. God is giving me favor in that way where I just meet people. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think in the same way, it, it is it is a and he's connected me with so many yeah. uh other people, like so many other uh owners. Uh I've I've got to sit down with uh a guy who owns the Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Nationals, and a record label in Nashville. Like he's like a, a Christian label. Yeah. Um Dude's a billionaire, bro. And like just from those connections, I'm I'm connected to almost anybody in the music industry. Mm -hmm. But on the other side of that, um, God connected me and James Wilson. That was yeah. purely a God thing. Like it uh -huh. was so random how we met. We met in, in Nashville. He was practicing for Youth Congress. Uh -huh. And I was going to go see Travis. Yeah. And I seen James and I already knew who he was just from social media and what he was doing. Yeah. And we connected there, bro. Ever since then, me and James talked like every day. Mm -hmm. Like, like we're close. I manage him. 
all of that. But it just happened just from being just just like going back. I hate to be the dead drum, but hearing the voice of God and being in the right place at the right time. Yep. But um, yeah, and then with other people, um, I, I've either probably met them through James or just directly meet them at a conference or something. But it has been a connecting point, kind of like you were talking about. But yeah, bro, you you really are connected to almost everybody in the world, probably through just you know yeah. two or three people. Just, it's crazy. Just getting up and walking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll we'll start winding down. But yeah. Um, as like we're we're doing all these things at our church and we're trying to make pushes in the right direction. Yeah. Um, the first year we did our conference that is now a national conference. We got people coming from all across the country to come to Birmingham for right. power to become. Right. The first year, Brother Urshan preached a message about the vine. Mm. And that's like, every time I think about like that message, I like start thinking about my purpose. It's like, how mm. do I fit into what my church is doing? And how do I fit in to the purpose of God? We just got done talking about the six degrees of separation. Yeah, And beyond that, that means that every person on this earth, we can be connected to. Yeah. So how do we push the movement? How do we push what God has given us to reach all these people? Because at the end of the day, our purpose for being on this life is to reach souls and yeah. save the lost. All these people come in, receive the Holy Ghost and get baptized and get their relationship with God, right? Yeah. And actually build a relationship and keep on growing and us be there to help cultivate that. That's what the church is for. Yeah. So through that, um, I guess we, we've already talked about the movement as a whole, but Inside our local church, it's preached that you got to pray, read your Bible, because that's what that's what you got to do. Yeah. And then it's also higher levels of education being pushed, like through yeah. our pastor, through his theology classes, and yeah. through our bishop, through his theology classes. It's right. just, it's ways to grow and connect with God on a deeper level and to understand, like, your purpose on this life, I mean, on this earth. Yeah. And being a part of that vine. So, yeah, through those, we have developmental classes. Right. And we're finding ways to produce people that so when i turn 30 it's gonna be some kids that's 24 that's my age so that's six years from now i'll be 30 yeah and in those six years it's an 18 year old out there right now mm. that's looking for purpose and how can i help that 18 year old be where i'm at right now at 24 at 20 because yeah. we want to speed up the process yeah you want to find ways you don't have to make the same mistakes other people made yeah. And through that, there ha we have classes. So mm. I'm a part of the youth team at our church. You're a part of the youth team at our church. Yeah. Um, there's a class where we have everybody that's between the ages of like 11 to 18 in one class. And then yeah. me and you specifically work in a class with 11 to 13 year olds. Yeah. And through that class, you've taught Bible study classes. You taught all kinds of classes before that. But that was like my, my entry level into like starting to teach like actually yeah. like a unit of people yeah. and being exposed to them. And living the right life so because nobody wants to lead somebody the wrong way yeah and a lot of yeah. people say that and then you you don't do the right actions but obviously like if you're really about this and you're really trying to do the right thing like yeah. you don't want to fail these kids like yeah absolutely like because if you fail them like you'll see the fruit of it yeah and even if you see bad fruit and good fruit like god is still in control their parents are still there yeah but for you how important is like speaking to these 11 to 13 year olds like in living your life to them well for them like how important is living your life as yeah. a way that's like actually a godly lifestyle yeah and being that example for them like because we're teaching them and they're watching us outside of that so. yeah yeah i mean i think it is 
I mean, just go ye therefore. You know what I'm saying? It's it's going out and and just reaching people, whatever way that may be. And as you grow in God, you start to realize what what your calling is, what your thing is, because that's going to be the thing that reaches people is God using your testimony, using your voice. It's like Moses. Moses had a relationship with Pharaoh. He he knew all those people and God wanted to use him. And when you look at it, it's like, it's crazy that, you know, he has all these things that he feels like will hold him back. But it's so many things. If you look at the other side of it, it's like, dude, this makes you perfect for this position. So I think it's getting beyond how we view ourselves negatively and start to look at ourselves positively and say, okay, what strengths do I have? What things do I love? And God, how can I use this as a tool? So even for me, like who 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 would think that you can reach people and get people into church through a concert, yeah. through music? I never, that's not my, that's not my idea. I mm-hmm. can't say that's my idea. That's not my dream. Um, that's that's a guy that, that's a dream that God has given me, mm-hmm. but it had to be shown. It had to be given through the, the lens of God. So I yeah. think going back, same thing, beating the drum. <laughs> beating the drum. Um, but it's it's prayer reading and, and having communication with God and, and getting direction. You know what I'm saying? Once you get the direction, then you know how to facilitate it. You know what I'm saying? That's why I love uh what my friends are doing, like uh and my brother is doing, like Jermaine, mm-hmm. uh Irvin, um when he preaches, Cornelius Williams, when he preaches, it's like I know those guys. And when they're up there preaching, they are they're speaking, you know, what God has given them. But yeah. you 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 hear their personality and their voice come out mm-hmm. from from them. That's that's their testimony. That's where they came from. Cornelius with baseball, Jermaine with, you know, Seuss and all the stuff that he's been through yeah. to to become who he is today. So with you and whatever you're doing, whether it dude, it don't matter if you're holding a camera, it don't matter if you got a microphone, it don't matter if you're in front of a class with a pencil whatever yeah. whatever you have whatever gift that you have if you can find a way of you know impacting the church impacting lives with that god he'll he'll continue to show you visions he'll continue to use you i mean i can go on all the, all day about that because that's just totally like the thing that i love that's my lane even when he's teaching bible studies in high schools and you get in mm-hmm. there you got all these football players yeah. and they they're, you know they're looking for purpose and you're like bro i see so much potential in you of what you could be and what you could do so i mean we all got something just remember that if you're listening just remember it's something that god if you got a heartbeat right now if you, you can feel your chest and feel like you have a heartbeat you have purpose you got something that god wants you to do yeah and you just got to find out what it is mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm big on that. I'm That's, big on that. He said what he said. Y'all better <laughs> listen. Yeah. So um, as kind of like a, I guess if you listen to Candace Owens' show, she does it on her show. Mm-hmm. But um, the, kind of like the final thing, the final question that I have is if you, Raymond Irvin, artist manager of the year, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, if you If you had um, anything, like if you take like, a minute, two minutes, beat your drum, say what yeah. you got to say. What do you tell people between the ages of 19 and 21 that's trying to find their purpose, trying to build something, trying to create something, trying to use their talents for the kingdom, but st- they they just not finding their stride? What do, yeah. what, what do you do? What, what's, what's the wise words from an elder? <laughs> elder? <laughs> Ain't that old. <laughs> um, um, honestly, I would say that God's not looking for perfect people. He's looking for ready people. Mm-hmm. He's just looking for people that'll say yes, honestly. Like when he sees Gideon, Gideon isn't in a position of strength. 
He's not looking strong. He's actually looking pretty weak at this moment. He's hiding out and all this. And guys call him a mighty man of valor. And God wants to use him. And so we can look at Gideon and say he was scary, all that stuff. But when he says yes to the call of God, it takes courage. And I think for anybody who wants to walk in whatever their calling is, you just have to say yes. Don't, you know, it's it's not one of those things like I'm trying to prepare myself for God so that I can be ready. Nah, it's like today, make a decision like God, I'm ready. I may not know all the scriptures. I may not know all the things that I may need to know, but I'm willing to learn and I'm ready to go. And I think the other thing is when it comes to creatives, um, the one thing that I'm learning is um, comparison is the killer of creativity. When you when you compare yourself to somebody and you start to operate in that way, everything you make, you make on a backdrop of somebody else, which makes it not creative anymore. Creative, being creative is an expression of you and yourself, yeah. your mind, your thoughts, what God has given you, and you're expressing that, throwing that paint on the wall. It has to be organic. It has to be pure. So, you know, kind of step away from comparison and just create. Don't try to compare. Now, you can have people that you look up to that inspire you. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like comparing yourself, like me and my friends are on this this trip right now. Um, Julian is actually like one of the first people I heard to do this, but Julian actually. Uh, he deleted his Instagram, his Facebook, he deleted his socials like at the end of the year in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, just because a lot of different reasons. I know like comparison was one of them. And just he wanted to be more present to God with his time, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, you know, it's crazy the fruitfulness of his life at this point. He's not even on socials. Yeah. Like, dude is busy, like mm-hmm. all over the movement. He's not even on socials. And so, you know, I know James deletes his Instagram. I recently started deleting my Instagram. And so, like, I, I really only go on Instagram a lot of times and just post. Like, mm-hmm. I just post on there. I might catch up and see what Isaac a corn is doing so I can like that and repost that. But <laughs> outside of that, bro, like, I, I unattach because it's easy to get caught up in, in what's going on and kind of see where you stack and all that. Yeah, it can happen to anybody. I'm not sure you are. So, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not preaching delete your Instagram. So, don't, you know, don't make it like that. But I am saying to... Um, unattached from anything that's not fruitful unattached from anything that's not making you more pure you know you want to keep the the sanitizer on you whatever that may be whatever you need to do to clean your life out whatever you need to do to to stay in your organic pure form do that you know and I, I would say that that would be my my advice to anybody who's in a creative space just create just create just purely create that's good um Thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy day. Um, all the crazy things, all the amazing things that you're doing right now. Thank you for taking time to speak to us at the Eyes of Corn podcast. All these people that's listening. Thanks um, for having me on, bro. This is huge. I'm excited about this. I know that it's going to touch a lot of people, man. I love what you're doing, man. Keep jumping. Man, I love how you just keep it. jumping, bro. We're going to do it, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this Isaac Corn episode with D. Ray Irvin. If you want to get in contact with him on the socials, you can follow him at The Life of Ray with the E at the end. And that's on Instagram. You got a website, thelifeofray.com. I'm thinking about putting out a YouTube soon. Y'all let me know if I should put out a YouTube. But I'm thinking about putting a YouTube out of all like the interviews and all the stuff that I've been doing and just have it at a certain place. And, you know, it's a people can tap in and connect with it. I really been thinking about it. Might do it, might not do it. But uh, if I do, it'll be under the life of Ray. Everything I do will be under that name. So 
Y'all, y'all be ready for the Life Array on YouTube. It's gonna be great, <laughs> man. Um, anything you see coming from the New Life Church page on Instagram, New Life BHM. If it's good, Raymond did it. If it's bad, I did not nah. do it. I mean, I did it. If, it. if it's bad, I did it. If it's good, Raymond did it. Nah. So everything good. Y'all rocking good. it, bro. Um, thank yeah. y'all for everything that you doing. Thank you for the support on this podcast. It has been super fun doing. And I'm just glad I'm consistent now, man. You know that that's what that's man. what that's what matters. You just gotta keep on doing it and you'll get somewhere. So thank y'all once again for listening to this episode and I will see you next week. This mic on stretch mode, you feel me? Yeah, you stretched out. I'm stretched out. Like that. Cause my seat's so low. Yeah. Bring it up. Bring it up. Yeah. You've been through what I've been through. You would be praising him too. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You feel good? It kind of. Check, check, check. After this, I'm going to have to download uh, an SL channel strip for you. Mm hmm. It give you more low end. I feel like okay. it's like test, test, test. It's like, yeah, it just need a little low. Mm-hmm. We'll be good, but it's good. Bet. We'll do it. All right. <clears throat>